a healthy living program that can literally change your life. Welcome to SBH Bronx Health Talk, produced by SBH Health System and broadcast from St. Barnabas Hospital in the Bronx. I'm Stephen Clark. So how would you like to lose 10, 20, 30 or more pounds, reduce your blood pressure, your A1C and your cholesterol levels, feel and look better than you have in years? This may sound like a commercial, but it's what dozens of people in the Bronx, ranging from teenagers to octogenarians, have accomplished over the past few months while participating in a unique fitness and healthy eating program at the new SBH Health and Wellness Center. Those enrolled in the program receive several free months of exercise classes at the HealthPlex Fitness Center and cooking and nutrition classes at the SBH Center for Culinary Medicine and Teaching Kitchen. With us today are Albert Jovell and Daniel Bonilla from the HealthPlex Fitness Center to discuss the exercise portion of this remarkable program. Welcome, Albert and Daniel. Thank you. So, uh, Albert, let me start with you. I think the big question is, how is the HealthPlex Fitness Center any different than a typical fitness center? Well, uh, to try to answer that simply, it's different in every way, but has similarities to other programs. It just happens to all be all in one place. Uh, you have all the amenities you might want with regards to exercise equipment. There are a knowledgeable, very eager to help uh, staff that is willing to work with each individual in a way that addresses their needs and meet them where they're at. And then you have the other portion to the center, which is somewhat typical. You have fitness classes that are also on offer and a teaching kitchen with whom and with which we work uh, closely. Now, the, um, the classes, Albert, are available with membership in the gym. Uh, what are some of those classes? Well, we have it's a, quite a range. Uh, we have my, I guess, what stereotypically would be classified mind-body classes that are mobility-based or yoga things that help you be in your body better and teach you how to relax and use your body and space in ways that improve uh, a lot of things. Then you have things like boxing, uh, but taught from a traditional perspective where you're actually learning how to strike. Uh, you have spin, uh, you know, classes that are, you know, very much uh, similar to what other classes, spin classes might be. But in this case, it's more the energy that the students bring to it. And you have cardio kickboxing as well as strength and conditioning classes that use various tools. Okay. Now, uh, Daniel, I, I know in this free program that we've been talking about, uh, personal training is a big component of it. Why don't you tell me about that? So yeah, so personal training, the participants of the program receive eight personal training sessions and they're all one-on-one. -on -one. And we take a very unique approach to the training. Uh, I'd like to say that we're not really training the muscles, we're training specific movement patterns as well as energy systems. And so we're trying to teach the participants how to exercise you know, properly and safely, but on their own. Uh, we only do have eight sessions with them, so we're trying to make sure that you know we train the movement patterns like the hinge, the squat, um, like any pulling or pressing movements the correct way, so that way they can replicate those movements on their own. You know, uh, after the eight sessions or in between the sessions, so they can. It's a lifelong type of training that we're giving them. It's just we're giving them the tools needed to succeed. Now, now, Daniel, um, 
many of these people who are in this free program that we discussed may have never gone to a gym before, right? They may have no background in doing a sit-up or a push-up or doing anything that we could call exercise. Is that fair to say? Uh, yes. We've kind of noticed is there's two types of people that are falling into that category. There are ones who have never exercised in their life, who never played a sport in their life. Uh, but when it comes to movement, they move extremely, extremely well. Because they have been so inactive, they haven't developed like any improper movement mechanics. Um, and then there are those who, you know, they've never exercised and never played a sport in their life. And because of that, they've never been able to uh, train any specific movements. So those are the more challenging ones just because, again, we every session is uh, based on a specific movement pattern we're trying to train. We usually start with like the squat or the deadlift because those are the more, those are the more fundamental movement patterns. And they might, we, we might spend all eight sessions working on that one specific movement pattern, but they're still getting a really good workout. They're still learning different, different, uh, different types of exercises and how to do them properly. But we're all training them for that, like that one specific pattern, just because if they don't master that, they can't really progress to the next movement. Lexus, he's one of our trainers. He's worked with the majority of the people in the participant in the program. And um, the way he does is, like, you know, if you give me a perfect push-up, then we're gonna give it, we're gonna move on to weights. If you can't do that, then this not you're not ready for that. So that's the approach we tend to take. If you can't master this movement, we can't progress you to the next one. Right, but but Albert, in the same context, people shouldn't feel intimidated about you know doing these programs, right? Far from it. I actually uh, think that uh, one of the things that does uh, make us different from other places is, uh, is an overall welcoming environment and a collaborative one, uh, regardless of your exercise uh, background, you know, or the extensive background you might bring if you join the program. We're going to treat the individual as an individual and make sure that they experience success while they're with us. And I think that that's something that uh, also can be had. Uh, you know, from a just a programmatic point of view, uh, regardless of a uh, level or the what you bring to the table, there should be something achievable. And I think that if you are able to uh, further that by developing the confidence in the individual that they can do this better and therefore can live better, I think that's a connection where you find yourself all of a sudden, oh, I did this in the gym and you're picking up like uh, your grocery bags differently, or maybe you weren't able to tie your shoe, which is actually something that we're, with a lot of our patients because of several issues that they brought when they started with us, they couldn't do. So those are the type of uh, life uh, things, if you will, that I made sure at least while they were with me that we would address while working out. Yeah, I, I know, Albert, I, I have spoken to some of the patients uh, in, in the program who have had physical conditions, serious physical conditions, or mental conditions where they can barely get out of bed or get out of the house. Now, those people have made dramatic improvements by taking this program, right? Absolutely. And I think that it begins with the attitude that there isn't necessarily an end and goal, but the establishment of a process and a different way of looking at uh, oneself and what you're doing in the gym and, and your everyday. At the end of the day, you're going to spend a finite amount of time in a gym and or working out. The reason for doing it is uh, our other than what happens in the gym. It's what happens in your life, the benefits that it brings, uh, both physical and mental. Right, right. And, and Daniel, you've seen that translate into people's lives. Is that fair to say? Yeah, the people are a lot more willing to go step outside. 
Uh, one thing I like to do with the people I work with is, you know, I'll take their phone and I'll just look at how many steps they average, you know, for the last month or even the last year. And I want to say about 80 to 90 percent of them have doubled the amount of steps they average per day. Um, these are people that were coming from averaging, you know, just a thousand steps to two thousand steps a day, which is basically just walking around the house. So all of a sudden now they're averaging, you know, anywhere between five and six thousand steps a day, which is not optimal. But if you look at the context of it, that's like a 200 percent increase from what they were doing before. So I, I yeah, I, I not to cut you off, Daniel, but I, I do know that you work directly with a lot of the physicians at, at St. Barnabas Hospital who refer patients to the program. Uh, what kind of response in general are you getting from doctors? There's a few of them that really, you know, have connection with their patients, and what they report back is, you know, the patients, you know, their their self-esteem has gone up. They're much more active. They're much healthier. Their uh, their all their numbers have gone down, and they're raving about it. The doctors and the providers who, you know, who have really taken advantage of this program for their patients are raving about it. They think it's one of the greatest things we, you know, St. Barnabas could have done, and we keep hearing that from the community as well. This is what the best thing St. Barnabas could have done for the community. Yeah, I, I, Albert, what kind of conditions are we typically talking about where doctors are referring patients to your program? You know, sadly, they range in severity and usually they're not singular. So uh, typically you have a lot of comorbidities. So I think it's fair to say that the vast majority of the patients that have been referred to us are diabetic and or obese, usually both. Many have uh, ambulatory issues or issues with ambulation. Some, you know, started, they couldn't even walk without a walker. And a lot that have both of those things also unfortunately share a lot of mental issues and you know, issues of stress. Uh, uh, self-deprecation, suicidal ideation, I mean, uh, abuse, uh, it really, um, the range in it, unfortunately, is vast and uh, all too familiar. But having said that, because the approach to what we do has nothing to do with the things I just mentioned, but rather just the individual, I think that that's what has given us the ability to make such progress in such a short amount of time, because it was for the first time in many of these individuals' lives where there was an hour dedicated to them. And it wasn't about, they need, did not need to prove themselves in any way. We weren't asking them questions about their mental health. Their mental health just improved because they were able to have someone dedicate time to them, I think. And because of that, I think that the compliance to the program skyrocketed and people began to realize that, you know, we were doing this because uh, we could and we wanted to. And then at the end of the day, that they could do it on their own. I know, uh, Albert, the, the Bronx perennially finishes in 62nd and last place in New York State in terms of health outcomes. Do you think um, you can change the health of the Bronx one person at a time? Is that going to make a difference? You know, I do think that that's more than possible. And, and I actually am kind of extreme in that belief. I, I think that if you don't think that that's possible, um, then there's no reason to be here. And, and quite frankly, the only way that anything changes is one person at a time. And the sense of community that develops almost uh, through osmosis, it seems, uh, that we have seen. And let me give you an example. Uh, while at the gym, 
a lot of these people did not know one another. Uh, they were they shared similar stories in terms of their backgrounds, and they just naturally found each other and started like taking classes together, and they developed their own friendships and their own sense of community. Moreover, we never asked personal questions of them, but we were privy to some of their personal information because of the relationship we had with their doctors, who were primarily through the mental health uh, branch of service here at SBH. And one of the things that to me resonates the most is that they have uh, mental health that is practitioners have sort of a scale uh, of, you know, one to 30, 30 being on the severely dangerous sort of like side of things. And a lot of the patients that we work with were between 24 and 29, which is, you know, extremely alarming uh, in so far as like the mental health uh, status. And in the short time that they saw them while working with us, a lot of those people dropped down to like, the single digits, some completely, you know, as per that out that sheet said that they were cured. Of course, that's not the case. They weren't cured of anything, but they felt strongly enough about their sense of self and what they could maybe do that it gave hope. And I think that that's all you need to spark change that becomes systemic is hope. You know, as the last four years and a lot of unfortunate events in society will remind us. Yeah, uh, Daniel, I know Albert touched on it about about stress and obviously we're living through very stressful times with the pandemic and everything and i do know that a woman a young woman who takes your boxing class i was talking about the stress relief all, almost the the zen feeling she gets after a class so i would say it's fair to say that stress relief is, is very much a component of what you're doing yeah and another comment that we get from almost everybody that comes into the center is it feels like this is their own oasis um, it's so different than everything they're used to because it's so clean, it's so new, uh, the ambiance of it is so nice that uh, they just come in, you know, even if it's, they don't do much while in terms of exercise, uh, they come in and it's like their hour or two hours of peace every single day. So everyone has their own method of stress relief. I encourage everyone, like, listen, if you haven't tried this, try it now. It might work, you might like it, you might not. Um, I, for one, had a patient who, you know, she suffers from severe anxiety. And the you know, first thing she tells me when she comes in, she's like, I want to lift the barbell. I want to lift heavy. I want to I want to get stronger. I want to do this. And I was like, okay, go for it. Uh, but I really, really pushed her to take, you know, yoga classes just because I said it's a, it's a huge turnaround from what you're already doing. You might either love it or hate it. And she took it and now she loves it. She takes it every single week. She's raving about it. And uh, because of everything she's doing, she's sleeping better. She's happier. She's a much more positive person. Daniel, I don't know, this may have been before your time. I think Albert, being a few years older, will remember it, but it was an old TV show called Cheers on TV <laughs> where you walk into a bar and everybody knows your name. And I get a sense that's what you're finding at the HealthPlex Fitness Center. Yeah, and that's a, that's something I want to encourage, at least in my previous uh, workplaces, that's something that I always push for. I always try my best to know everybody's name, at least become familiar with who they are, what they're trying to do and why they're here. Because it's, it's a, it is a welcoming environment. It's a good feeling when you come in and someone say, hey, Steve, how are you doing today? Like it, it's, it gives you that, it might give you that little extra push. Hey, I don't, when you think you don't want to, you don't feel like working out today, well, at least you could just go and say hi and maybe get on the treadmill or maybe start lifting some weights. If, you, if you're going there to see your friends. Right, Albert. I know a lot of people who know they're not healthy, who know they need to lose weight or lower their A1Cs or their blood pressure or whatever, they say, well, you know what, 
it's going to take a long time, and I'm not sure I can I can wait a long time. I like you know instant gratification, but you're finding that people within a matter of weeks are seeing dramatic differences, right? Absolutely, and you know it's interesting you mentioned that because. This might not might not sound uh, like the correct answer, but anyone can lose weight really easily if you just simply follow a few things. The real uh, issue or where the magic happens is where you keep it off, right? And where you are able to continue to improve on your health uh, by choice. The I think the reason we have seen the changes is because these people come from a place of inactivity uh, and with absolutely no direction and all or nothing sort of attitude. And at least with uh, with most of us, I think what we try to emphasize is, you know, it's sort of like the 80-20 rule, which you might have heard before, you know, 80% of the time, 20%, you know, do whatever you want. And it's more about the consistency and establishing those, you know, lifestyle changes, sort of like the systemic changes that we referred to earlier. Yeah, and just to piggyback off what Albert was yeah. saying, the approach we've taken as far as training and just advice we've given to the participants, everything is very research-based. Um, Lexus and Andrew, the trainers we have, they're all about research, 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 and they're not going to train anyone or give any advice uh, just to give advice. They, they're very much, they're very book smart and they're very much um, try to educate their, their clients as much as possible. So every session, they're not just getting a workout, they're getting pretty much a, a college level um, lecture and exercise and nutrition. Daniel, do you think, uh, I know, you know, we've lived through a pandemic for 15, 16, 17 months by now. Are people afraid to go to the gym? Uh, I don't think they're afraid. As far as the people that we, there are the patients that we've worked with, um, it's not that they're afraid of the pandemic or the gym. They're afraid of basically what's on the street. Uh, they said that this pandemic has exposed a lot of um, underlying issues that in their lives as well as their families' lives. Um, and that's what they're more afraid of that or they're much more conscious of that than they are of, you know, the coronavirus, really. Um, yeah, it's just it, because they're forced to stay home, uh, they're starting to realize, like, hey, this is actually not a really good home. Um, there's a lot of issues there. And it's not so much that they're afraid to go to the gym, is they, they, they're afraid to just, you know, to change what they're so used to and what they're used to is not always the best. Yeah, so maybe what you're saying, Daniel, is that maybe in some weird way, the pandemic has maybe convinced people that now is the time to do something life-changing and maybe get out of the house where they've been stuck for the last year and a half and actually make a change in who they are. Yeah, they for the first time in a lot of people's lives, they were actually forced to you know stay home and just think about you know what can be done, what you know how can things be different. Yeah, and I'd like to just add to that because I think it's an important topic that people don't speak enough about. Um, I take a more extreme approach. I think that we all are suffering some PTSD. It's impossible uh, not to be if you are an empathic human being. I mean, it's just and being here in the Bronx. I mean, that's especially um, uh, ever present, if you will. And what I want to add to that is that what piggybacking piggybacking off of the comment on research-based information is that it's all good. Um, I, I like the tune. Uh, it, but what, 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 though, you know, certain things we share in, in age and nostalgia, but um, with regards to the pandemic in particular and wellness, 
Um, you know, now that enough time has passed since the initial stages of the coronavirus, you know, research is showing time and again that the people that fared well having caught the virus were people that were generally, you know, healthy. And obviously exercise helps with that, um, as it does with many other things that we've mentioned, you know, stress relief, confidence, etc. So, you know, given the opportunity, you, you had mentioned beforehand, uh, do I think that one person at a time can bring about a different outcome for the Bronx? I think absolutely. And one of the things that I didn't say before is that oftentimes decisions are made almost in a silo. But when you actually ask the community members what they want, they're very eager to tell you. And, you know, I think that that's what we need more of our bridges to the community so that we can give them opportunity to help themselves. Uh, there's there's a little bit of a, of a perspective change that I think needs to occur from the people that sort of hold the keys to the kingdom, if you will. Let me ask you each one last question and we'll go Daniel first and then Albert. What is the most rewarding part of, of your job? To be honest with you, it's just seeing, it's just hearing the stories of like, you know things, people being able to do things that they haven't been able to um, either their whole lives or in years. Um, I like hearing the stories of success. You know, success could be anything from like, hey, I was actually able to walk for 30 minutes nonstop. Or, hey, I was actually able to get bored a train for the first time in, you know, five years just because the traumatic experiences they had. Um, small victories like that, um, to me, is just a really big deal. And it makes everything worth it. I think, again, I just like hearing the stories of people being able to do things that they didn't think were possible years ago. Albert? I, you know, I want to say ditto, uh, to be honest with you, because it, it, that basically says it all. You know, from a personal perspective, the only thing I would add to that, uh, perhaps a bit selfishly, is because I'm a little bit older, is being able to see those young people that I've had an opportunity to work with who I see so much potential and, you know, so much um, unused talent uh, and being able to play a small part in their realizing that, there's more to life than what's in front of them is great. Okay, so if people want more information or they want to join the HealthPlex Fitness Center or find out more about the Teaching Kitchen, is there a number they can call? You can have you could call us at 718-960-9245. But I would welcome everyone to stop on by. I do think that there's something to be said about taking a, an actual tour of the facilities because you could hear us talk it up. But walking from Third Avenue into that facility and experiencing what you will experience uh, if you're here, I think is as much better than anything else because it, it'll it'll be something that you you'll experience for yourself. Yeah, well, well said. I mean, it's on the second floor of the SBH Health and Wellness Center. Uh, Albert Jovell, Daniel Benia from the Healthplex Fitness Center. Thank you for a few minutes today. For more information on services at SBH Health System, visit www.sbhny.org. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us. Until next time. Thank you. Thank you.